0: Welcome to What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients with your host, Joel Miner. Listening to the show, you'll learn how to avoid the unnecessary pain and avoidable costs that commonly occur in the building and renovating process. Joel will also inspire you with his knowledge, experience, and ideas on how to make your home a place to suit your lifestyle for years to come.
1: Hello and welcome to
0: another episode of What
1: Builders Don't Tell Their Clients. This week I'm speaking to Scott Mayveyev, is that how you say it, I think, and Trent Mayle. Trent's been with Scott for 13 years. There, He's from SK Drafting. Uh, Scott's been in business for almost 29 years and uh, he does design and construct for renovations and new builds, I know he does a lot of other stuff uh, with bits and commercial pieces, but today I basically want to have a chat to him, um, basically find out how and why Scott got into the industry and, uh, and work out what some of the common design mistakes and planning mistakes people make when it comes to this. So Scott, Trent, welcome to the show. Uh, first of all, Scott, can you tell us how you started getting into the in- industry? Oh Well, just left school, worked
2: for, a, worked for an engineering company. Did uh, structural structural drafting, and uh, worked with them for about ten years in Brisbane, and then and um, came to Rockhampton, um, twenty nine years ago, and uh, basically started started domestic drafting here, and uh, enjoyed every bit of it ever since.
1: Yeah, interesting. And you've just been going since, I suppose. What what do you like? What sort of your niche, or what you really love doing most? about uh, your, your industry or, or, you know, designing?
2: Oh, designing. I, <clears throat> basically, um, probably getting a bit older now. I'm, I, I probably like to keep up with the trends, but that's why Trent's my partner in, in the business and, um, and he keeps me up, up with all of the new trends. But uh, to me, it's um, probably winning jobs is, is, is the best thing, talking to clients. Um, getting getting pretty enthusiastic when you go out on site and talk to the talk to the different clients. So that's probably my passion. And creating is, a bit of
1: relationship, um, I suppose, with them and and that's getting, the,
2: that's the best thing. Yep, you getting, create a good relationship and basically they trust you, and um, and you usually get the job and complete it successfully. And um, hopefully they'll uh, relay your name on to the next person. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Trent. So what? why did you want to get into the industry of you know design or um doing Um, what you're doing
0: like i i grew up with a father who was a cabinet maker who specialized in like restoration works so obviously seeing him bring like these old bits of furniture back to life that were like brand new and that was something that always like really inspired me and i was always a kid that like loved designing loved building with my lego and stuff like that and um i guess that just sort of translated through to like what i'm doing now like and um I just love like going to like renovations would have to be my favourite thing by far. Like yeah, yeah, new houses are great because you've got a blank canvas, but a renovation, like there's just so much history and feel in some of these old houses around here and to, to bring that back to life and to be able to like give this house a fresh new start with a fresh new family, um, is just it's just a good feeling and to know that like you're designing is not just the house like it's a home for these people that like they're going to have kids they're going to bring up families in like it's, it's just a cool feeling
1: yeah like, I guess a lot of people don't like like a lot of people get to a point where they like where they're living and they don't want to move and they yeah exactly you know, they're just wanting to change so how they, think, how they can live in their house um, yeah what so? What are the common, or what are some of the common design mistakes from your experience, or your and Scott' experience, that you see people make quite often, or that are just not aware of some some things?
2: Okay, so I suppose when uh, when you first see a client, they give you the um, they give you their brief. Um, so most of the time, it's just the layout, and they possibly haven't thought of a couple of uh, council requirements, like distances from boundaries. And where uh, sewer line might be located, and so forth. So, we um, we brief them on that as quickly as possible, and see if their plans can meld into the council requirements. So, that's probably one of the key things when we first start with any extensions or renovations. Yeah, and um, I
1: guess I suppose some people would come to you, and they have this you know big deck or extension they want to have on the back of the house, but they're unaware of putting. Um, that may go over a sewer, and they're not aware if it's either going to be an extra cost or they may not be able to build
2: yeah, over exactly. that. They may not be able to build yeah, yep. exactly what they want. So, what we do is advise them the best way around things, and in most cases, we can compromise on their design. So, yeah, so it works out pretty good. So that's a that's a that's a key factor um, before we even get started. Some houses that we've actually done. The sewer line runs straight underneath the house, so in the in the new ways of rectifying that, um, the council can um, rectify the the old sewer line by sleeving it and um, making sure that all footings um, don't impinge on that um, that sewer. So yeah, yeah, yep.
1: Um. Oh. So what uh, is there, I know you said a boundary. I was talking to you earlier about this, but boundary distances are, are a big one as well. Um, uh, so what are some of the things that people forget when it comes to that side of stuff as well?
2: Okay. So so the the requirements for a low set house are one and a half meters from the outermost projection, which is the eaves or the gutters. Yep. On the solid boundaries and at the front boundary you've got six meters, the same thing from the from the eaves to the to the front boundary, which is usually the front fence of the of the house. So anything inside that you usually need a boundary relaxation from the council, um, depending on what it is. If it's a carport, um, there's certain requirements that you should ask um, the council about. And um, so but those are the things the, the front boundary and the side boundaries. The rear boundary is probably okay because you've got a long way to the back fence, but then the sewer line can possibly come in to interrupt things.
1: Yep. And uh, do you, I guess, because a lot of people always try to build carports, they want to be able to. Everyone like quite common. I get a lot of people saying, um, you know, we want to put the count, the bound, the carport on the boundary, or basically push as far forward of the road as we can get. Um, and I think, I guess, when people are talking budgets and trying to work out how much money they're wanting to spend, um, are they? Do you realize? They realize from when you're dealing with them that it's the extra cost that's involved from doing things if they do want to build on boundaries and, and what sort of process they have to go through?
2: No, they don't. Yeah. No, and usually most times older places um, outside of new estates and everything haven't got any survey pegs on the boundaries. So we um, stress to them that before they go any further with their design, make sure a surveyor gets there and and... Um, and Sorts out exactly where the boundary is because sometimes fences and pools and everything can be over the boundary already, I mean, In which
0: we have seen a fair few cases that where people think is their front boundary just because the fence is on there, it doesn't necessarily mean that's where their actual boundary is. So yeah. what what they what they think might be able to fit because they've measured out with their tape doesn't actually fit. So.
1: Yeah I have heard of a I did uh, talk to someone about this the other day it was saying they built the carport on the boundary and uh they went to sell the house and the surveyor had they had to get the sur- the cuz the carport never went through council yeah and they 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 had the surveyor come out cuz they the people that were buying the house wanted the the thing to be put through council so they had to get the surveyor out to check all the pins and stuff and the the carport was sort of 300 mil past each boundary each way so they had to cut back um, the carport and change it all just to to make it fit so that it was where it's supposed to be in the block yeah, and been yeah. surveyed for almost seventy years or something.
2: Yeah, and exactly. That, and, that, and, and that brings up a key point, Joel, that um, people should not build without um, a building approval. Yep. Don't don't build without a building approval. Get some advice before you go ahead with a project. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. yeah, I get a lot of people say, "Oh, do we have to go through council?" It's like, well, yes. <laughs> like yeah. there's it's yeah. no there's no in between.
2: And another thing that's come up over the years, Joel, is that if people do build without any approvals, they can void their insurance policy. If if um if say say you get a cyclone or a hailstorm and it breaks things or lifts the roof off or something like that, if that building hasn't been approved insurance
1: company has got all
2: the right to knock it back yeah yeah so if and it's, if it's if it's not an approved
1: structure yeah, yeah. and I try and explain that to a lot of people when they say oh we don't want to go through accounts so I'm like well I can't help you with that but if you're gonna somewhat do that yourself and not go through accounts or just be aware of that you realize when you build this thing it's no longer ins- it, you're not going to have insurance on it it's it's if you go to sell it there's going to be dramas later on and there's just a whole domino effect of things that yeah. that just coincide with not going through accounts and I think a lot of people um, yeah aren't aware or don't realise some of the bounce backs because they don't want to spend, you know, the thousand or fifteen hundred dollars to it's go exactly. through accounts. And counsel.
0: that's it too, like really in the big scheme of a project cost. Like getting plans drawn up and getting everything approved is minimal co- compared to what an actual project costs. So yeah, peace of mind to you know everything is proved and, and safe and legal. But yeah, it's just the best way to do it. And
1: I and guess
2: somewhere along the line, they're going to pay for it anyway.
1: Yeah, it it'll catch up. Which is like the same with that carport. He he didn't pay for it then, but he paid for it at the end of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. Yep.
1: Um, now, with what other common mistakes? I know you said stairs. A lot of people forget about stairs and how with head heights and how much room they sort of spake, take up with, you know, if they're closing in underneath their house or raising and lifting and re-stumping. Yeah. Um, what sort of mistakes do people or not realise that with stairs when it comes to putting stairs in a house internally?
0: Uh, it would just be like, we, you obviously got your standard stair, like treads and, and rises and stuff like that. And I think people, when they're doing their initial sketches normally or they're trying to say, oh, yeah, we'll put stairs in this part of the house, they don't realize how much space is actually required for the stairs. And then when you go on down the stairs, like you still need your you step head height to get through there and stuff like that. So, stairs, we normally seem to be the hardest part to try and sit into a layout because everyone sort of more focuses on the bedroom size than the room sizes and, and thinks, oh, we can just jam the stairs in there. But you know, it's not always that case. So
2: And always in an extent, if it's external stairs, doing one at the moment that um, the house is being lifted up by about probably six, 700 or even a metre, I think it is, Trent. And um, and the stairs are obviously going to be added, which means you've got to fit them in somehow. And, you know, and they're coming up to an existing door at the top. So that's something that people don't think about. Oh, we're lifting it up, but, oh, my God, where are the stairs going to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
2: They're going you- to come across a carport entrance or something like
1: that yeah somewhere really inconvenient do, and do you find a lot of people have like i find a lot of people from my personal experience have trouble understanding plans do you find that as well or like a lot of people aren't visual i like, can't quite see it coming to life till it, yeah, it's actually being built
0: it's probably 50 50 like um some people are really good and then um can understand and see what it's going to be like and other people um yeah, really struggle a little bit um, until they maybe, like, get to see some elevations or something like that. Um, The best thing that, like, we always try and tell people is, like, to go to open houses and go look at display homes, and that way, like, take a tape measure, and um, at least then that way you can sort of get a a real idea and feel of sizes and stuff like that. Um, I think, too, a lot of people, I guess, like, plans and design is something that, they don't do every single day like we do and, and builders look at. So I think if you feel the terms like how how to read a window size on a plan and stuff like that is something that we explain to clients and that definitely helps them a lot like with understanding the plans.
1: Yeah, definitely. And do you, do you find um, like a lot, how do you, because I find this pretty so common with coming to budgets and planning. So a lot of people um, get these come to you guys because you guys would see this a lot with people coming to this to you with a big dream of wanting to build or renovate and do this and they haven't really thought about how much money or a budget they want to set so yeah. that it, it it ends up they just draw these, you know, plans that they don't really have the budget for. Do you have do you find that happen quite often or yeah, they
0: definitely Well the main one of the main things that we try and ask people like especially these days, is like how much you want to spend on this project because there's no point as you said, Joel, that like us to draw this big grand mansion when realistically they're not gonna be able to build that. And like I think it's our job to like we don't we don't want it to come back and then we have to redraw the whole thing again. Like it's I think we really need to design the best house for what someone wants to spend and um, we definitely know the ways that we can sort of change a few things to help with people's budget and, and things like that. But, yeah, definitely what, what they want to spend is something that we've been asking in our initial meetings just to sort of gauge the project for them.
1: Yep. Do you Do you find it hard, like do people open up and give you an honest budget when you ask the question? Because I find a lot of people get quite offended or not offended but they feel almost like it was a little bit rude for you asking that question.
0: Um, what do you think Scott you probably deal with people more in that stage
2: a little bit um... most people don't usually give you the budget Yep. Um, that they want to spend um, uh, they give you those silos I think they've already spoken to a few people before they come to us and say how, how much a square metre say the building in house. how much a square metre would a low set um, 2400 high ceiling cost and um, you know they're going to get it an into like fifteen hundred dollars per square meter, yep. last year or something like that. So they've probably got a bit of an idea, but they don't tell you because they probably know that you know, as a drafter, um, as a designer, um, we're we're not builders. Um, so, but some people do ask, and we just give them a the ballpark um, yeah square meter rate because I guess it, 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 yeah. yeah it depends on the project. Yeah, That's it, exactly like right.
0: Thing. Like, like you can go from one extreme where people like like want uh, a big renovation done, and they're not really that fussed about what it costs. They just want it done because it's their dream forever home. And then you have the other people that want to like renovate a house to try and add a couple of bedrooms on to raise the value to sell it. Like they're probably more the ones that'll be a bit more budget conscious and will ask us like roughly what we think it's going to cost them to build. So yeah.
1: yeah. And do you find that if you've got clients coming to you um, with a builder to start off with, do you find the process seems to be a lot easier or when they're trying to stay in, in you know, within their budget range, do you find it works a lot better because there's sorta of the person who's doing the job is or or potentially doing the job is can make them aware of what things may cost or it might be a little bit more expensive to do that, or if you change this like, do you have you found that from dealing with builders and you know working in the design industry yeah. have made a big difference?
0: I think so because, um, at least like you've sort of talked to the clients, and when the builder talks, like you can sort of nut out a few problems before we even get to that stage as well. And in another thing, we can also design the details around how the builder likes to construct them because, obviously, a few builders like to do things a different way. Um, doesn't necessarily mean it's the wrong way, it's just different ways that they like to do it. Um, so then that way, like can do it to suit them. So, yeah, I think it definitely does help um, when a client's talked to a builder beforehand um, and then, yeah, they sort of, as you said, like, you can give them a rough idea on price and you know that, like, their project's not going crazy, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I guess what things can homeowners that are looking to renovate um, when it comes to working at a budget or, or making sure to avoid over budgeting for their dream or their renovation, what they're doing is, do you guys have anything to say to them or what what could potentially they could do to try and stick to a budget and try and get the similar outcome of what they're trying to achieve?
2: Probably the size and um, the the size of the the extension um, and how they want to do the roof because lots of roofs can be expensive and other roofs can be, uh, you know, inexpensive. What do you reckon, Trent?
0: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, definitely, like, if, like, a simpler design is obviously always going to be the cheaper way, so don't try and go too crazy if they don't want to be prepared to pay for it, um, and also, like, yeah, probably, like, talk to a builder before they want to get to, like, further into the project, because you guys are always more than happy to, I know you don't, like, giving the exact price, but you can always give people a ballpark figure, so they sort of know they're in the right range um, for a job, so...
1: Yeah, I get, you touch on a good good point there too. I think it's it's really important to at least have someone to either guide them through the process or or have someone to be able to just sort of say, hey, look, by doing this, this may affect your budget, or it may it may yeah. cost you know a little bit extra by by changing this thing or, or doing this specific thing that you really want.
0: Yeah, and, and it's very it's very common for us that we'll have clients that come in and say, right, we want to do it like this, and then we go, yeah, well, we can do it like that if that's what you want to do. Or we can do it this way, which will save you money and be a lot easier construction. So, um, yeah, it, it's that, and that that is a pretty big thing that we get. So, and yeah. I think
2: I think stick to um, stick to to standard sizes like standard size windows, yep. standard size rooms, so that you know your floor coverings aren't wasted. You know, yeah, um, you know your so you you know everything in a three hundred. Like try to stay within the three hundred modules. Know,
1: yep. Yeah. Meters, so, you, so when three. you guys design it, it, it's you design it to sort of work with you know the the whole roll width of a carpet or or you know. We try, the, we
2: try to. We yeah, try to,
1: and things like reason. joist
0: lengths and stuff like that as well. Like obviously, like when you do an extension, you keep it to a certain length. Otherwise, you go a bit bigger, then you got to up the joist size bigger, and then that adds more costs. So it's just just all the little things like that that um definitely can help. Um, make a project, I guess, better on budget and easier to construct. Yeah. yeah. All right.
1: So if someone hasn't been through a designing or planning or drafting process, um, how does that sort of work and what are sort of the steps that generally say, you know, you, you guys get a, a, a person walk in from the street and basically yeah. to get the final set of plans. So what are the things that have got to be done from when they walk in the door to basically say, here's the final set of plans, um, you know, you can basically get your house or renovation built?
2: First of all, we listen to them. Yep. We ask them if they can give us some examples on, out on of magazines, photographs. Um, say it's a renovation. We like to see um, the existing house. Um, so, you know, we could set up a, a site visit, go out there. Sometimes it's a lot easier sometimes to, um, even if even if we don't get the job, we'll go out there and have a look, give them a bit of advice, and um, and then we just step them through the process. Little simple ways to say right. This is what we do. I'm out measure up. I'll give you a quote first. Uh, if you agree to that, we'll come and measure up. Then we give them a preliminary. Uh, we start with a preliminary. They go away. Check all. Check all of the. You know that we're all on the same page. And then um, and then we keep on keep on um, adding to the drawings until we until we get a final thing.
0: Yeah, so Much. normally there is a few like preliminary plans backwards and forwards with the clients because um, like we're never perfect. We never get exactly what they have in their mind the first go and there's obviously normally a few things, especially with renovations when you've got like load-bearing roofs and, and, and posts and stuff you need to work a design around. So there normally is a couple of prelims back and forward so you can tweak the design exactly how the client wants. And then, um, yeah, once they're happy with the design, then it's on to us to do the work drawings and um, all the stuff that's needed to get it built. Yeah. And, and
1: approved. And approved, yeah. So basically, yep. once they got the plans, I guess there's probably a few other things that um, get put in there as well um, with engineering and soil tests as, yeah. as well. So, Yeah. Um, the energy,
2: efficient, energy efficiency.
1: Yeah, so that's another one as well. So basically, um, soil... Soil test. I guess a lot of people think they get the plans built, and then from there they're like, "Oh, yep, we'll get a get a quote." When they're at the preliminary stage, just to sort of work out where they are, and then yep. from there, I guess once they sort of move to the stage of getting the final plans, do they get soil tests and engineering and stuff gets done? Basically, once they want to lock in the set of preliminary plans, yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: we arrange we arrange that all for them because most times. They've never done this before, so we've got the contacts to do
1: that. Yep, and then I guess once they've got them engineer, engineering, they've got the final sets of plans, the soil test, so they know what's in the ground to be um, for the earthwork side of things, they, they can sort of work, find a builder to, to work with that as well and, and work out what sort of pricing and, and what costs are going to come to it. What advice would you give to people going through the planning and designing stage um, that basically don't know nothing from a bar of soap? Um, what would you suggest to them?
0: Um, As Scott, yes, as Scott touched a bit earlier, I think the biggest thing would just be like know how you want it to look. Like if you can show us visually how you want it to look, then we can translate that onto a plan. So, like it really helps with us. Like when someone wants to do a renovation or a new house, and they have say, a photo of one house they see on real estate and say, look, we really like the roof design of this house. And then they say, oh, we like this bathroom layout. And they show us a few photos. And even if it's, like, from 20 different houses, like, we can sort of patch it all together. And we can you can get a real feel of what someone's taste is and their styling. And then um, you can sort of design it to suit that.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's a good point too. Is either having as many ideas on paper or brainstorming all the things they would like or what they want to have, yeah, and
0: and yeah. Fo- even, just a, even just a list written down of like like so many bedrooms, so many bathrooms, and roughly sizes and stuff like all, all that helps. So, yeah, I so
2: think, ceiling heights, yeah. yeah, roof 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 type. When don't don't worry about windows because that can be sorted out later.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
2: some people, not many people, get that pedantic in the in the beginning because. You know, They're more worried about are, bedrooms yeah, and,
1: and sizing yeah. and how big this and deck and everything yeah. else that goes with it. Yeah. I think if a lot
2: of... Yeah, I think that sometimes it's a little bit frustrating when people just uh, email you and say, uh, can you give me a price on... Really, they don't give much of a description. So, you know, really, what's the harm in making an appointment? It's There's no cost involved. Just make an appointment yeah. and, um, you know, give as much information... But even on an email was possible, you know, yeah. and then, we can, so then just, we can
1: actually get back, you know. Yeah, I think it's really important. And same, like I, I talk to a lot of clients all the time, I said the best way for this to work or communication is, is really to be open and honest. And I guess that would go the same for you guys as, you know, they, they really need to be open and honest with you to make sure that you can get the best outcome for them rather than them giving you, holding their cards to their chest and sort of saying, we want a bit of this and a bit of that rather than saying, bang, this is, we think what we want and let's just get into a brainstorm and start, you know, designing and and throwing some ideas around the table. Yeah. So I think there's some really important topics there we've covered. Um, If anyone's wanting to know more info about where you guys are, what you do, uh, where would be the best place to contact you?
0: Um, probably have a look on the website, um, Yeah, skdrafting.com.au um, or our offices in Shop 2, 149 Canning Street. So we're always there. More than welcome to just pop in and have a chat. So Yeah. Um,
1: I forgot to mention where you guys are from. They are from the Rockhampton in the beef capital of Australia. So yep. I didn't mention that at the start, but I'd like to appreciate both of you guys for coming on here and having a chat with me and, uh, yes, give me your time.
0: All good, Joe. Thanks for your time. I'll be in touch. That's it for this week's episode of What Builders Don't Tell Their Clients, brought to you by Refined Space Constructions. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.